everything was European background. The upbringing, the teaching school. Oh, my father was a pastor, you know, a pastor. And um, everything had to be English. We were, not, we were not even allowed to speak our country's language in schools. And they called the language, our con they called our own languages vernacular. So English was the <laughs> real language you had to speak in school. So everything was English. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. It's your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today is a special one. It's a really, really interesting episode. I really, really hope you guys enjoy. It's, um, you know, a milestone of mine. You know, I wanted to keep diversifying the type of people that I have on and the type of perspectives that they bring and just to keep everything spicy and just interesting for you guys to listen to. So today, um, as I said, it was a milestone. This is my first, I guess you can say, international guest, you know. Um, and I, I really don't, can't even pinpoint how we kind of, you know, cross paths with each other if I followed her first or vice versa. But she's an amazing artist, an amazing writer, photographer, you know, she's an a incredible muse, beautiful person, and I'm glad that she finally, you know, we finally found the time to, you know, to get together to do this and for me to have this conversation with her. Um, I present to you guys, A.B. Ken Hansen. How you doing? I'm good. Okay. Tired, but good. Oh yeah, oh yes. You didn't have to work today, did you? No, no. Yeah, days off, days off. You like to catch up on some sleep. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. But to get to, to get underway, just so you know, to really you know, you know if to build the credibility, uh, Eddie Can is uh, currently a writer for Tink Africa, as well as a published author of uh, a book that she titles "Give Me My Mind Back." which is a book of poems, a compilation of 100 independent but connected poems which talk about love, life, pain, and purpose, and you know, some fun stuff too, so, which you happily, oh, I'm hoping you relate to, right there wrong. Um, first, I just, you know, I love the images that you put out. I love the type of things that you know you do and you write what you write and I guess what drove you to start to do that how long have you been you know kind of creating that type of art um well I think it started out as um something you know like a hobby I think when I was as little as six I would write and go to my uncle's you know help him have him help me finish puzzles and write-ups and all that but we moved a lot as a child you know so and then i would keep losing my writing pads so it just felt like it just felt a lot of stress to keep writing and starting over again and then i stopped and then i started all over again when um i lost my dad and sister in less than a year so um yeah yeah <laughs> so it was um basically the only you know pain outlet I had you know because every other person was grieving so it didn't make any sense to go and meet someone and be like oh hey I'm the last born look at me I'm sad help me right so yeah so that's how I started writing again yes, it's interesting how you know just like emotion you know truly motivates and create you know motivates us to create so much mm-hmm it's really interesting so um so you write for you write for Tink Africa. Exactly what do you write um, with Tink Africa? Um. Well, I have some bogus job title, <laughs> um, content <laughs> strategist, content strategist, and um. So basically, what we do is we analyze trends, 
right but we don't just write about what's hot and what's not we try to you know talk about a marketable point of view of whatever trend is up and running right so we're sort of like the middleman between a producer and a consumer mm-hmm. right so um for instance there was this um salt bait thing that was trending at one point right i don't know do you care about that <laughs> with the salt bait yeah the, <laughs> yeah so there was that one like mm-hmm. so um so i read about that one but the title of my um article was you know memes as a marketing tool right so i talk a lot from the point of you know if he he has a restaurant right now so what the memes what meme did was you know make him more popular people would have you know, try to research of what he does, mm-hmm. basically his restaurant, you know, boost sales and all of that. So basically, rather than just saying, oh, this is Salt Bay and, you know, putting up pictures like every other person would do, we try to make value out of trends, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, so let's, let's first talk about this book. Give me my mind back. And. You know, you say that it's, it's it's writing about love, life, pain, purpose. You know, those are I think those are very you know broad topics, but still can be very very. You know, I think that everyone lives an individual experience, so mm-hmm. I think what you what each person can bring from a topic like that is still going to be different, even if we both call it the same thing. My pain is not your pain. The love that mm-hmm, I've had yeah. may not be the same love that you've had. You know, the feelings but it's that all felt, love. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, but it's all love. It's, you know, yeah. just the, the ways that we go through. Um, I guess what what made those things the I guess the point of inspiration for this for this book. Um. Well, I think as of right now, because when I was writing the book, I didn't exactly have that all figured out. Mm-hmm. But right now, I, I feel like I know that part of what I'm supposed to do basically is make art out of you know pain and purpose and all of that right so i think it's beautiful because there's so much growth and there's so much um you know beauty in actually going through pain not just for you for other people mm-hmm. right and, and and i think it's beautiful that i've come to that point now because right then i didn't understand why i had to go through stuff just you know just because of that you know but but you know right now and, and that period i think i had so many experiences you know there was love relationships um everything just all came together it was crazy because one minute you know there was a relationship the other minute i was having to go through some life experience i didn't want to or need to you know so i'm like okay i feel like people need to read this thing not just for me to go through alone every other person has to pass through you know, we use my words to help them take them from place to place and all of that. So it was um, basically just me putting my life out there in the hope that people will read and, you know, understand that further what they're not alone and they don't have to, you know, go through stuff alone, basically. Hmm. I, 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 really, I really, you know, identify with that as well because, you know, for me, I think, uh, you know, writing has always been, you know, very personal been very yeah. you know almost kind of in a journaling type of format or just me thinking of something clever that i would just like to just jot down to remind myself of something or you know yeah. creating short little prose or creating short little quotable statements that i feel like kind of you know just resonate with me um just because it usually comes from just conversation that i've said and i go back and i write it or things that i've been through that i just can't you know, I just, I'm real, I think I'm weird like that because I want to, kind of want to deal with my feelings, you know, alone sometimes. And yeah. so I think that's a beautiful way to do it because, you know, I can really truly let those things out. And uh, most yeah. recently, most recently in this time, you know, this time in my life right now, you know, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of changes that I, that I didn't expect as well as that I'm welcoming into my life. So it's kind of like, you know, my emotions and feelings are everywhere. I'm kind of, you know trying to you know figure things out as well as you know be hopeful about you know what's coming next so i'm in a real interesting place but i definitely definitely notice you know 
I'm always, you know, inspired to write about, you know, the pain that I go through. And I think, yeah. uh, I think for me, it's, it's been a challenge to uh, continue that uh, kind of like, I guess, that, that fire, you know, even when okay. I'm not in pain, because I feel like I'm fairly, a mm-hmm. fairly happy person. And because <laughs> I think because I'm happy, you know, I think majority of the time I I feel like I've learned just recently how to, you know, remain in that place of inspiration and stay stay open to whatever's around me because I feel like yeah. it only happens in spurts, but I feel like I need to open that, you know, open my heart up more to be inspired by the things. And I think going through what I went through and trying to find a good place to not only just create within pain, but create create within joy as well. Yeah, um, it's important. Because I feel mm-hmm. like those, those things are important, you know. You know, you got, yeah. you got Mary J. Blige and Adele and all these people. <laughs> who, you know what I'm saying? Sam Smith, who, you know, mm-hmm. write about pain and we all, it all resonates with us. And they, their songs are beautiful, but, you know, and all this breakup music. But if we can't, <laughs> you know, if we can't boogie to some, you know what I'm saying, something that's real joyful, like Chance the Rapper or something crazy mm-hmm. like that, that, you know, yeah. gets us, you know, uplifted and feel the same way and jam that and, you know when we all alone too and it's a problem it's kind of like you know damn are we just you know sitting in it and just sitting in it and really not getting through it because i feel like the sitting in it is kind of like you know it's this weird type of uh connection that we have with pain you know like i think yeah. a lot of people don't want to get over because once you get to the other side then now you have to leave what was you know causing you pain you know i think that's how a lot of people feel about it it's like especially in relationships it's like yeah if you finally get on the other side then now you have to realize that you're not with that individual anymore what whatever it was mm-hmm. is not the same it's all those things but while you're in the pain you still think about it it still makes sense yeah to, you know to think about that person to want to you know feel some type of way um mm-hmm. but also it's damaging to you so you have to you have to yeah. go through that process you really do have to go through those steps of you know releasing and you know coming coming back to your own oneness but um mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm on my soapbox I'm on my soapbox um uh, but that's so that's so beautiful I really I really do enjoy uh this type of things that you write the type of things that you do um when it comes to I guess the photos and everything what's the what made you start to accompany you know these types of images uh with your writing like how what was your process in creating that how long have you been doing you know that on the gram okay um not maybe a little over a year mm-hmm. um because i think i realized that i needed um you know the pictures to sort of give more life to my writings you know, because I, I realized people would actually, you know, like, oh, oh my God, your pictures and your words actually have a thing. I'm like, hmm, okay, that works. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's 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 either um, the pictures, you know, birth the words. Like I have the pictures, then I have to write the words to it. Or I have the words first, and I take pictures that somewhat, you know, have a synergy with the words. Mm-hmm. Either way, yeah, they have they have a connection with each other. That makes sense. You know, and yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. But everyone, make sure y'all go look at the pictures. Go like some of them pictures and everything about that book. Um, but to jump right, you know, even deeper into this conversation, go. Uh, you know, there's because of the internet, because of social media. You know, people people like myself can find a person like you. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. a brilliant, a brilliant artist like yourself, um, because of the internet, because of social media. So we have this connectivity now and there is a sense of like this real global black culture. You know, we can have a show like Chewing Gum and everybody, you know, messes with it. <laughs> even relate to a lot of the cultural norms within the show because it's definitely one of the funniest yeah. shit I've ever seen. And vice versa, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Somebody all the way in, you know, in Nigeria can watch Friday and be like, damn, it's kind of hilarious. And, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and watch Martin and all these other things and vice versa. Uh, I guess what do you feel about the you know this connectivity that's happening now amongst you know African Americans and people of the continent? Mm, well, I think for like a lot of times now and from experiences, I feel like 
black people or black black people generally i feel like they have almost the same life i don't know if that's right because i think on yesterday i was watching a video about um you know black american uh, mothers and their children were just basically making a video saying oh how and like annoying times they've had with their mothers i'm like that's totally my mom right no so like that's like i think it goes along with you that even if we're like miles apart we actually like have the same experience we actually connect to the exact same things right so it's to the and and then you know the like universal languages you know like music you know arts basically anything art is universal it's binding it's why you would you know whiskey to travel for a show in um you know i don't know atlanta and then have a sold out show and then you know someone comes here an artist say caesar because i love her comes to nigeria mm-hmm. and she'll probably have a sold out show I love right her. so i feel like we <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel like we are moving towards the point where we realize we really are one person one big mighty you know person right so it's there's really no need to say oh this is my art this is nigerian art and this is American art, or this is Nigerian music, this is not American. It's pointless because we are realizing we, you know, the artists that are actually up there that are actually helping us represent ourselves. Actually, now know that there's really no separation. They're trying to remove water from itself. It makes no sense, right? So, I mean, it's beautiful, right? Because artists are. It, it's it's kind of hard to be an artist and be alone in court. Like, I mean, you have friends, but. You don't exactly have people that think like you. That's it's hard true. for you to have conversations. You have hard for you to have conversations that actually enjoy, you know, or actually just meet someone that actually vibes in the same headspace as you. So I mean, it's beautiful social media. Thank you, you know, for helping us connect and um, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. That's real. That's real. Like, I do love that you know now. Like me and you can, you know, have these conversations. I don't have to like, you know, put you on to certain things and you don't have to, you know, tell me to check this certain other thing out. Like we yeah. like already are listening to this thing in real time. We can, you know, discuss those things, we can talk about those mm-hmm. things, have these mm-hmm. commonalities. And I think that's truly a way for people to, you know, really become even even more connected because we need that. You know, we need yeah. in a world in a world where, you know, we can now I can now speak to you um and and we can see we can even see each other if you wanted to through FaceTime and and we can you know send messages and we can send you know photos and pictures and things like that and just share this kind of you know this mutual love for a thing that is you mm-hmm. know I think that's so beautiful and especially yeah. you know, when it's something that's you know that really connects with us you know really connects with you know with just with black people in general uh, the fact that yeah. it, it resonates globally is a beautiful thing, you know. The fact that you love mm-hmm. SZA and like <laughs> and, and how she is, and it makes sense, you know. I see it, you, you know. You can see this, you know, the commonalities, uh, you know, within the way, you know, the, the way you take your photos, you know, you, you know, you can tell you have an affinity for big hair, you know what I'm saying, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's 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 a beautiful thing just to be that way for us to be truly, truly connected. Now, yeah. I would love to, you know, jump into to keep it um, slightly, you know, on topic. One thing I noticed about, you know, African Americans for several, several decades is that we have romanticized the continent of Africa, not even a specific country, you know, because that's even that's something that people still toll with, you know, it's people who s- still don't you know, truly understand that this is a continent that people are speaking of. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's very strange when I, whenever I hear people, the way they phrase certain things as if it's like the continent is a country, you know? It's one small town. Right. Oh, you're from Africa. Wow. Do you know yeah. my... No, yeah, yeah, no, okay. don't do that. That's, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? So, um, so I, as I was saying, like they romanticized in a lot of ways you know and this very afrocentric movement within african americans has been a thing and i think uh you know i feel like it really kind of got its you know beginnings within you know probably like you know definitely the 60s and 70s but i feel like it has grown a different type of resurgence 
because of the internet and the communities and so many communities have been built been built on this. You know, we have the you know they call it you know Shea Butter Twitter and you know and you know the hotel soldiers and whatnot people who are mm-hmm. truly truly selling Shea Butter on the side of the street wearing kente cloths. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Telling you know telling people who who, who where the hell are they people from and whatnot. And um, mm-hmm. and also checking people when they do anything, quote unquote, to American. Like you don't know yourself, brother. You, <laughs> you, you need to get back to the contact. <laughs> and then you, you you call them on their shit and ask them, "Have you ever been to Have you ever been to any country in Africa?" Look, I'm on my yeah. way. I'm just saying that's where mm-hmm. my spirit mm-hmm. is. That's mm-hmm. where my ancestors from. So that's where mm-hmm. I am. Tell me what you <laughs> tell me. Have you noticed this? You know, kind of really interesting romanticized you know, this since this trend of romanticism with African culture from African Americans? Mm, well, yes, I have. <laughs> and I think it's more annoying than it's a thing of pride because it now feels like they're trying to do us a favor by trying to, you know, um, make our culture popular. No. Like, it's just wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, so it's, 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 it's okay for a white woman to, you know, get an Afro wig or, you know, install curly hair and you know do the hashtags nappy hair like oh my god you look so lit but a young (laughs) south african girl is still trying to you know make a revolution and fight to wear her actual hair to -hmm. school in her own country still this year you know and then i think it's 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 annoying because even we because i feel like even amongst the black people i feel like they now think so okay because i have the same skin color as you guys I mean, we can just, you know, let this just flow and nobody has to talk about it. No. You know, it's with the hashtags. Everybody's like, oh, okay, melanin. Melanin is popping. Are you trying try to tell me that from inception till now, you just realized you have brown skin or just all of a sudden, because it's a trend, you have to hashtag it in all your photos. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. And I, and I think even beyond the fact that it's a trend, a lot of people are just moving like it's like vibing along to a song just because it's playing around you not because you know you like it or anything it's just because it's the thing you have to you know jump on the trend i don't care about the fact that black people went through so much and are still going through so much you're just jumping on trend just because you know i have to be among some i have to belong to a thing or a cause you know so yeah i think it's it's i think it's pretty sad that these things still happen I mean, I, I, do, I do think you know it's it's reasonings around it. I feel like you know our, us being you know I think we really are ignorant to how American we really are and how mm. privileged Americans are to the access of the rest of the world. You know, um, for us to yeah. be able to see certain things and Google certain things and, and do all these different things. Like I can Google right now the island in the Pacific Islands and probably get pictures, actual pictures, you know, of people who are from that island. While they don't yeah. have internet and they don't know who the hell I am, but I know who the hell they mm-hmm. are, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's that access and it's that privilege that I think even black people really don't realize because we see ourselves as the, you know, most oppressed people that how in the hell could we do something wrong to someone else? Exactly, exactly. And, and I think, surprisingly, I think we have done a lot of you know, oppressing and wrong and, you know, appropriation and just a lot of things that we just need to pay attention to, to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's been a thing for quite a long time, um, when yeah. we just, you know, people kind of, you know, selling out, selling out or not giving a damn about the communities or, and also just, you know, subtle things like, you know, really kind of a, a, a trying to appropriate people's culture without really truly knowing yeah, exactly what's doing going the on. dumb most mm-hmm. yeah yeah because it i've heard so many different you know um so many different you know opinions on certain things you know you have some people who are you know first generation americans and um yeah and they'll come over and they you know some of them feel the way you feel and mm-hmm. you have others who kind of you know get licensed to do the things you know and say you know when i was young i didn't you know, this was something they laughed at me for being this way, and they they thought it was you know whatever, whatever. And and now that it's a cool thing, now it's you know trendy and whatever, whatever. Everybody wants to wear it. Everybody. Wants to wear it. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. for me, it's all I've always been you know 
it's always been complex to me because I, I will say, you know, these things are beautiful. You know, the way, you know, the clothes look and all these things are, are wonderful. But I think, you know, there is a, you know, way to do it. You know, I think there's definitely like a, yeah. a certain way you kind of want to, you know, operate within that so it doesn't come off, you know, disrespectful as well Careful, as, yeah. um, as well as, well as you know, appropriating the culture. I think, you know, if we had more knowledge on the things that we're doing and if there was a person who this was, you know, coming from, you know, a person from, you know, wherever they're from, whatever country they're from, and they're schooling and they're educating people on these things, like, don't wear this into your, you know, don't wear, put these types of things in your hair because they represent these types of things. I know they might be just beads and shells and shit to you, but they mean <laughs> this group of people. Yeah, the actual, you know? yeah. If you wear yeah. your hair in this type of style or whatever, whatever, it's a symbol of this. Understand that's what it is. It's not just, you know, cute ass curls. If you do mm-hmm. so on and so on and so forth, I think if we had that reverence of respect, because for me, when it came to my hair, um, I think that was what truly made me commit to keeping my hair in this way is my aunt, you know, was like, you need, you need to know what's on your head. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And I just, you know, doing my research, it gave me even more, you know, respect and reverence for what the hell I'm having on my head. And it kind of, you know, made me feel, okay, cool. I see. This is something that, you know, that I can do, but also I need to know exactly, you know, what this means what it is. when I go to it other is. places. Because, you know, people have different, you know, these things have different meanings and different things. And that's what made me even Spiritual love meanings, yeah. It, it made me love mm-hmm. it even more because it's, uh, I think it's it's a global thing. Like in every, in every continent, there's, uh, you know, individuals yeah. who wear their hair this way for so many different purposes. And, um... And I love mm-hmm. that. I love that about it. And I protect that and I hold truth to that. And I definitely don't allow anybody to, because over here it's it's like so much energy to truly conform all black people to, you know, a certain standard. You know, all men got to be clean cut and shaved and all women got to have mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. very straight. Society and rules. You know, all these, yeah. you know, all these rules and shit. You know, and it's like, damn. Can we just be? <laughs> can we just be oh my god and 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 also like i'm i think i've all like i say to people all the time like i'm an oxymoron because i you know i studied business in school i did all these other things and um i think i'm probably you know probably one of the most professional people you ever meet but i have my own style i have my i have my come with my culture i come with a certain way that i speak and i'm not about to you know change that and change the way i look just to have this job you know because the image because it's quote unquote image that you want to present doesn't make sense to me you know because to me professionalism and what looks right and what's appropriate is the things that can i do my job is my hair mm-hmm. really gonna stop mm-hmm. me from using this pen typing on this computer because if it's not the house is not professional you know what i'm saying i ain't coming in here with a with a damn boom box braided into my damn hair and i'm lasting and disrupting the whole workplace I'm literally walking in just like you walking in this just uh-huh. doing my thing and it's it's crazy to me it's crazy to me i do think there is some you know thing about that though but to keep it on you know the kind of african-american and you know and you know native africans uh conversation uh-huh. uh there's a lot of you know the strongest myth that i feel like you know that has been going on for ever is that um People love the continent of Africa, no matter what country you're from, because it's always this very um, monolithic statement. Is that that y'all do not, y'all not fond of African Americans for multiple reasons? Have you came across this uh, this quote unquote stereotype? And if so, mm. how, how do you feel about that? Um, first of all, a bit off topic. So, um, your hair. The hair you have is called dada in nigeria it's a yoruba tribe thing hair yeah dada mm-hmm. okay yeah so um well the african-american thing uh i don't know if i've actually come across it but if i was to speak you know on behalf of us um i think it's basically um linked to what we just finished talking about i feel like it's the fact that we, um we think you guys are trying to you know how do i put it on um, benefit from you know the fact that we are now 
um, coming into spotlight in quote. I don't know if that's um, the right way to put it. But, you know, a lot of um, black people are becoming more appreciated everywhere. You know, music, movies, um, in every industry, basically. And, you know, it feels like because you guys have the same skin color, you know, Africans, rather. Because you guys have the same skin color, you guys want to, you know, just tap from it. So everybody is now basically trying to find some African roots in them. Oh, I'm 3% euro, but I did a test. I'm like, what? That's... That doesn't even make any all of a sudden you are now you now have three percent euro by in you know somewhere in you and all that it's like it's 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 ridiculous really you know but hey <laughs> I think um I think it's more you know people are you know have this you know this this missing piece of themselves you know and they're trying to find trying somewhere to, find to belong to exactly mm-hmm. and i think one thing one place that we have to get to is get to a place of understanding that our past and the past of our ancestors is something that we really truly can't change it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's fucked up the history is not pleasant not pretty at all <laughs> but um mm-hmm. but also we can't really do much about that you know though that was a systematic you know, institution that was formed to put us in this place. And instead of us, you know, kind of jeopardizing a bond that we can build with people who look just like us, we don't want to wedge any type of, you know, animosity with that. So I've always, you know, suggested for people to, you know, to really, at least I'm suggesting now, for you to really find some love into the culture of where you currently are from. Um, I, I'm, I'm African American. I truly don't, you know. In, in these days, the American part really might not come out of my mouth that much because it's they, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. But I am a Southerner. Um, I'm a man who loves a lot of things, you know, especially you know Southern Southern ass things, love barbecuing and all these things. So mm, I feel like mm-hmm. I can find my connections in things that I know are very damn black, you know, blues and jazz and. You know, certain yeah. types of music that are truly, yeah. truly, you know, American art forms. And I can build my identity off of those things and truly make up my own yeah. and make me me. Uh, do I still have a, a great affinity and a great love for, you know, a lot of the images that I've seen, you know, from Nigeria and Ghana and South Africa and all these different things? Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all, it's all on the bucket list to, you know, travel to all these places and truly get into the culture. But I think you know I need I feel like that is you know the way that I want to go and do it I want to go and I want to you know give my money to these different markets I want to go and you know actually be around the people who are creating these different types of art creating these different types of services and products um, instead of kind of getting a you know uh, um, Americanized version of everything you know um, <laughs> I think you know that's how we got to see it too we got to see it as that like we can't just where the kente cloth dick we down but if we somebody say oh hey you know i'm going to you know i'm going to uh, lagos you know um next you know next month or whatever you want to come with me and they're like well you know i'm good i'm straight you know i gotta get shot and stuff i don't want to <laughs> go through all that and, exactly you know, no for no you know long time like I, I like i tell you um my roommate um in college benny roosevelt who's been on my uh podcast before check out this episode as well my benny roosevelt um, it's a great episode, but he's he, his father's Nigerian, and he was born in the states. And so he did. He, he dated this young lady who I remember him telling me one day he like just noticed like how very Afrocentric her family is. Like he always knew this, but he just like just kind of it just like it was like a weird you know late reaction to something. And he was just like he was like why the hell y'all you know so. Cause she essentially like questioned like why don't you ever you know wear this and do this and do that and he was just like i mean I yeah like, why the hell do y'all you know what i'm saying like y'all, <laughs> y'all took y'all I, did one y'all went to one elder some found out y'all was uh slightly yoruba some craziness like that and now y'all you know feeling feeling real connected to the culture mm-hmm, but you, mm-hmm. you've never been to the continent you and you mix up these things like you'll wear ankh and you'll wear you know this and you'll do that and you'll yeah. and do all these other things and you know it's like oh, yeah exactly it's like they want they want just the culture i remember exactly what it was she calls her father baba 
No. no. That's what it is. That's what it was. That's all wrong. That's, That's what it was. Wrong. And he was just like, he was, he was like, she was like, she asked him, why don't you call your father this? And he was like, shit, that's my dad. <laughs> I was like, this, <laughs> he was like, that's my dad. That's what he is to me. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, and I thought that was extremely funny because if you met him, you know, me, if you meet him, he definitely has a very, you know, strong, very strong Nigerian phenotype, you know, okay. very, very strong features. And so you may look at him and be like, oh, okay. Hear the words come out of his mouth, you're gonna be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and he's very, he's just very Americanized. He, he, I, I would say he, he loves America or nothing like that because I think he definitely appreciates his culture. I think he definitely, you know, thinks about it all the time. I actually believe he's going to Nigeria in, in, in and real soon actually to visit, uh, visit his family. Uh, but he, he's, he's just, he knows how to do it. And I think I've always kind of, you know, just took his, you know, lead when it came to how you appreciate the things, you know? Uh -huh. And I think, it's, you know, it's interesting, but we got to find connection with ourselves. We got to build up on the identity that we have, even if it has a connection to this really, really fucked up history. We really do. But yeah. I would love to know, because, you know, you write about love and, you, and love and relationships are something that I really, you know, am passionate about speaking on, because I feel like we all need to be more connected. We all need to get, you know, to a place of, you know, at least a sense of mutual understanding where we really are wanting to, you know, get to know each other, no matter who you are. Especially, you know, especially from that very community, community, community relationship and loving uh, place. I want to know, um, how is dating, you know, in Nigeria? How is that? Like, what, what, how is the dating? Because the dating world here is pretty damn unique, you know, in a sense of, you know, being black and black and black love is truly a thing that you know, <laughs> targeted to you know being changed like we're the only you know demographic that strategically was you know kind of shooken up you know from the government in so many other ways so we have this real weird stigma when it comes to love over here it's a conversation that people have all the time and i think personally we're the only ones having that conversation because everyone else pretty much are getting married pretty much are getting all the things mm -hmm. that we are still arguing about you know what i'm saying so tell me how is how's the, how's the you know the scene how's the love scene over there um well i can't speak for everyone mm -hmm. right but i think right now it's a bit confusing because we're trying so hard to be white mm. <laughs> you know so because so, um from um movies i saw when i was really small the the um the original idea of you know dating and loving it was it was initially you had to you know find some man that you like and figure out a way to take him to your parents like that's that's a cultural you know process you know you have to make sure he knows your parents they have to know him you know just you know bring family it wasn't anything like what what we're trying to do now like what we see in american movies they have to take out to some fancy place or to the movies or you know all it's it's because it's a bit confusing because a lot of people now really don't know what they want so or come over and i know because i don't even know how to relate to because i don't know where we get these things from i don't know how <laughs> these things are done so it's all it's all it's 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 so we've basically twisted everything around so a man now gets to meet your parents only when he intends to get married to you you know so it's um it's a bit confusing i mean but hey and um well yeah it's a bit confusing i think i was talking to talking to a couple of my friends um the other day um christella and then she, you know, she was just telling me how i think it's it, it's a bit similar to in every african country how it is um the way it's supposed to be in nigeria you know the traditional you have to make sure a man meets your parents but not right now what i think we're walking away from that you know Mm. We want, yeah, want to be white so bad. So, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I, I definitely think uh, it's uh, that's some, you know that's some, some definitely interesting uh, similarities because we definitely have set that as a you know, parameter for a successful and a healthy relationship is you know the things that you do and the, the acts of the gestures of love and romance that you have and 
you know, you have to truly, to show your love, you got to do these things and fucking Valentine's Day and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you know, that it's mm -hmm. like you don't love me unless you do these things. So you don't, yeah. I, I want these things sometimes. And I've like literally, um, I feel like I, I come off biased because I'm a man, but I always try to challenge people when they like put this as a high priority within their relationships. Cause I'm like, I'm, cause, they, cause they, they, they may say something like, my man never, he was like, my boyfriend never, like buys me flowers and does this and does that and I was like yeah I was like oh I was like here what does he ever you know come you know feed you did he ever like you know just call you to say you know what's happening or doing little you know little small little gestures like yeah he does all that but I'll be one sure that's what's important he's like but I'll be one flowers sometimes I'm like I like stuff like that I'm like flowers die you know what I'm saying like like his behavior and the way he acts should be what you pay attention to the most. I do understand, you know, there is a place for uh, a way to show appreciation and to do certain things for each other. Um, but yeah. I think you can't put so, so much weight on the material. Yeah. Because if that's yeah. what you, if that's where your, you know, kind of where your love comes from, if that ever stops, then that's where you, you'll feel yeah. like love went away too. Um, and mm -hmm. I've always had a problem with that. But I think, like I said, it's uh, over here if you're a man that is that way you're you know your label is cheap and lazy and all these other things it's kind of like no i want i'd rather have these experiences with you i'd rather like us you know do something you know that we both haven't done before even if it's, mm -hmm, if, mm -hmm. it's if it's free or if it's spontaneous it anything any, yeah any little thing because you know i'm not about to drop stacks and you and we go somewhere <laughs> we go somewhere and you don't even like the food you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You alert yeah. to shellfish and shit. But also, I could have found this out just through a conversation in the park. Oh, you don't like shellfish? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Instead of, you know, like warming you up to all these different things and truly getting the different layers of you before we are breaking down and giving all these gestures and doing all these things and spending all this yeah. cash to, you know, show each other that, you know, we love each other. We actually crazy. love each other, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I love you, bro. That's how I feel. That's really how I feel. Like, I think, you know, it's real interesting. It was something that you said yesterday that really resonated with me, which was, uh, I love engineer by society. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That was so deep, girl. That was so <laughs> deep. Like, and I want you, I want you to elaborate on that. Like, because you, you are, I feel like you already touched on it, you know, when it comes to whiteness, but for you personally, um, I guess how, at least you know from your writings and things like that. How how do you feel currently about the state of your own love life and where it's going and the kind of pool of people that you kind of you know inspiring to? Possibly. Um. Okay. Um. First of all, I th I feel like um like you said, society engineers love a lot and relationships and friendships even. You know, because there's like pressures, you know, you have to, you need, it's basically what society does is they give you a book of rules, what you need to do, you know, in love, how you, when you, when you need to get married, you need to get married at the age of, you know, 22 for women, for men, you need to hustle a little bit more and wait till maybe 30, you know, and you need to, and even now it's, I think it's a lot harder with social media because you need to put up you and base picture on the gram. You know, hashtag Bay, my heartbeat, my entire heart, all this. And it's like, I feel like all these relationships are actually only perfect on Instagram. There's more pressure for people that are actually single, like me. You know, because I feel like it's now absurd when they ask you, Oh, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, No, oh my God, do you have a problem? Are you sick? Are you, do you have spiritual issues? No, I'm fine. Are you sure? No. It's like, you know, because so there's now the pressure to be perfect. In quote, you have to, you know, so a young girl at 22 who doesn't even know where her life is going is just thinking about how to be in a relationship and how to get married. Mm -hmm. And then she will enter a relationship with nothing. She doesn't even know herself. She doesn't love herself enough to love any other person. So she's basically just a puppet. And then, you know, you just be used whatever way, you know, the man feels like you, you know, deserve to be loved or however. And it's sad because, you know, there's so much, there's so much love can be that we don't see because we're just moving along to society's music, you know, and, 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 and you know, you, you, 
I feel like you realize a little too late. Like, oh my god, I shouldn't have gotten married too early. I have a friend that got married right after university. She didn't even have a job. And she's at a point where she doesn't even have enough money to get a shoe for her child. I'm like, how do you how do you live life that way? You don't even have like nothing you have nothing going for you except a ring on your finger. It's probably heavy anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Right? So and I feel like it's it's so we, we bypass so many natural things like friendship because everybody's just trying to hurry and settle down and two years down the line it's why you have breakups and you know heartbreaks and and and, and all of that because you get you get involved with someone that doesn't even care about you person is only trying to see how long it's going probably like a trophy girlfriend a trophy boyfriend just a handsome one that can take awesome pictures when we go on vacation and then too many times you get your heart broken for nothing because you know you don't even, you don't even have time to realize or oh, this person doesn't even have the kind of love that my heart needs or this person because I, I first of all i believe i don't believe there's anything like any right person every, every person is good you just need to find someone that that you know that has the love that you know your heart needs like i just said right so if society comes in the way of too many things too many joys too many friendships too many everything basically you know we rules and expectations and everything and and i think it's just sad you know yeah yeah, yeah but i i'm hopeful i think uh, yeah i am i think the Still, uh, um, the feeling of love is something that you know you that makes you i think it can make you hopeful i think for some people it can turn into this bitterness and this resentment of love and yeah love and being in relationships and comparing them comparing the things that they've been through with other people for me I, mm-hmm. I always call myself a hopeful romantic instead of hopeless romantic because hopeless. <laughs> because i feel like it doesn't make sense it's like if you're hopeless yeah. and you're but you're forever mm-hmm. going speaking this terrible thing. things yeah, into you're, existence. That's, you're like bringing this yeah. into yourself i'm, I'm hopeful mm-hmm. and i think Mm-hmm. It has always kept me in a place of where, you know, that, that you know, muscle within my heart is always being exercised, where I'm always finding connections with people and, and you know, and connecting with people in, in multiple ways. And I, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what level, if it's romantic, platonic or whatever it is, I love that, you know, yeah. I can be that, you know, amicable of the individual that I can, you know, keep spreading that love and that positivity and yeah no matter who you are it's kind of like i'm gonna find a way to connect with you even if i don't try to because i know who i am mm-hmm. and i think that's why i'm so big on people you know being themselves because i know me being myself is what helped um truly be able to push that love and you know be able to receive mm-hmm. it and i feel like people to understand the type of person that i am um we said so much we said so much but i really just want to uh, uh, you know, kind of wrap this up and make all this make sense and say that I really love all the art that you do. Make sure you guys go. And can, and you, I'm not sure if you said that. Um, can people purchase this book in the States? Not yet, not but yet. I'll keep you updated and then keep them updated. We're going we gonna, we gonna, we we working on it, y'all. Y'all hear that? You're going to get this book real soon, all right? Give me my mind back. Uh, but no, it, it, yes, yes, so. I just want to say we're all we all have you know this very very physical physical connection we definitely need to work on our you know connectivity you know culturally as well as you know and so many other things and truly exchange the things you know um i love yeah. that. i love that and now you are a friend of mine that i can connect with and you know ask questions about um certain things and you can do the, like, yeah. the same things vice versa and, and that, i think those are the true ways as though these certain things are you know able to be had and we can truly have reverence for each other um because i feel like that's just where we need to be we need to aid each other in those different things to you know Mm -hmm. have a sense of have a sense of culture but also have a sense of you know being able to feel free and connect to the arts and do all these things and have an alternative just have alternative to you know what's been going on um and the love that we have is very similar. Love is love everywhere, y'all. Mm-hmm. Friendship you know? is beautiful, you guys. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's mm-hmm. great to hear that you know a lot of the same things that 
that you that you deal with are the same things I deal with, and it shows even more connections that we have. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's what we need to know, need to hear that we're not alone. And just because mm-hmm. we, you, know, you can be in a whole other place in the world and yeah. still have the same issues, and it'll, yeah. every, it'll humble it'll humble you and also inspire you to you know understand that you. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't alone in this. It feels good. It feels really <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm adding you to the list of new friends I made, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is good. It's a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Can, I, I, I plan on, you know, probably bring you back even more and keep having these conversations. And I definitely want everyone to be able to support you to tell people where they can follow you. Um, on Instagram. <laughs> at <laughs> at his um his brown poet H I S brown and um poet so love it. good yeah. name great name great name <laughs> um uh also um if you don't know now you don't know that you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available from the Google Play the Google Play Store from uh. SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast app, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Um, I'm also still working on getting getting me on Spotify and everything, as well as uh, as well as I'm gonna um, as a, I'm a part of a directory called Podcasting Color. I'm also a part of Collective, a podcast here in Chicago called the Second Wind Collective. Shout out to my man Dan. It is what's up. Um, shout out all, shout out all the uh, podcasts that are a part of that. Just talking wild with Dan, you know, so many bits, all those different things. Go check those things out because they're probably gonna be just as interesting as this podcast as well. Appreciate y'all, really, really do. I appreciate Ad Can giving me her her time. Beautiful, and I love your perspective. And it's gonna be a beautiful, beautiful uh, friendship that we grow. I know it is, and. Um, <laughs> And uh, definitely follow her, support her. You'll find all the information you need to know about everything with her blog and as well as her Instagram under this description. Um, you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast from Humans Simply Being Humans. And I am Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Thank you all for listening.